Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing The Duke of Christmas Present by Sarah McLean. So this is one of the novellas in How the Duke Stole Christmas, which was published in 2018 and republished in 2019. And contains shortbread. And I think exclusively gross shortbread. No. In the Christmas in Central Park. She makes gross shortbread. She makes gross shortbread, but they don't eat gross shortbread. That's true. But, like, there is gross shortbread in all of them. There is gross shortbread in all of them. All right. So what is the uh, book jacket, Meg? Rich and Ruthless. Eben, Duke of Alred, doesn't care for the holidays. But when Lady Jacqueline Mosby returns to town after a long absence, Eben falls under the spell of Christmas. And the woman he never stopped loving. I intentionally pronounced it differently than you because I don't know which was right. That's fair. I have... Okay, let's let's do our randomly generated summaries. The okay. number we got for this episode was 21, and we'll talk about it. Great. Okay. Sexy version of A Christmas Carol? Sign me up. Next time, just call him Scrooge already because Eben isn't a name. <laughs> what if Scrooge was only greedy for his land and his people... I have a secret passage kink, and so do they. <laughs> so, th- honestly, my biggest issue with this book is that I had no freaking clue how to pronounce his name. So it's obviously, I'm it's saying obviously this, like, Ebenezer. Meg realized this and then told me before I read it, so I was, I was not, like, left to puzzle it out. But yeah, it's obviously... It took me way too long to figure out that he, that this is a Christmas carol. <laughs> I went with... Eben for Ebenezer. I thought it was, I thought it was Eben, but then she calls him Eb. Eb. And I was like, that's gross. Although Eb is also gross. Once again, Meg, you're, huh? It has to be Eb. It has to be Eb. Yeah, I think it's got to be like, like Evan, but Eben. Yeah, but it's not a name. It's, it's not definitely a name. not. It's not a name. That said, British people name their kids dumb things. That's true. Uh, it, no, so do Americans. Like, no offense, Brits, but you have a different kind of dumb than we do. Yeah. We name our kids after fruit. You pick a, like, random vowels. Yeah. Yeah. It it took me a long, way longer than it should have to figure out that this was a Christmas carol um, because the name of this story is the Duke of Christmas Present, and his name is Evan, and he's kind of scroogey. Like, it took me way too long to figure that out. So the structure of this one is interesting. It alternates between them in the present, mm-hmm. where she's shown up in his kitchen after years away. Yes. And their past. Yes. So, like, the ch- it's not, is it every other chapter? I don't think it's quite that. I don't think it's, it's quite just kind that. of, yeah. there's intermittent full chapter flashbacks. Yes. To their youth. Yes. So, so, yes, this is the second chance romance trope. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. It's like, been 12 yeah, years. Yeah, it's been 12 years since she left him. Yes. On Christmas. On Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And I think it only flashes back to their Christmases together, yes. really. So. So, you look, we've got the Christmas past. Yeah. This, this is, is Christmas present, present. And we do. What is his Christmas future? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, second chance romance, there's the time skipping. She knows something about him no one else does, which is his love of chocolate, mm-hmm. specifically hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the fake engagement. Which she has. It's fakeish. It's, it's, yeah. It could be real if she wanted it to be real. Right, but it's not. But it's not. But she feels like she needs to do something to, like, inspire him. Yeah. This is probably my favorite novella of the whole collection. I thought it was the hottest 
and the the romance that I believed the most. Yes, agreed completely. And like, I think it was a nice twist. If you're gonna try to make Scrooge sexy, one, you have to go to his youth. Yeah, there's right. just no way to do it. <laughs> two, I think doing the ghosts would have been too tropey. Two, two way. Yeah. And I like that he's not Scroogey because he's Scroogey. Basically, this is another trope. He had a dick dad. Yeah. Who had been the Duke. And he'd like ruined the estate. And so when Eben took over, he felt a real obligation to the people to bring the land back from the brink of like ruin. Yeah. And so he and Jacqueline had been in love and continued to be in love while he was figuring out Duke stuff. But as he got more and more entrenched in, like, stabilizing the estate, he got more and more withdrawn from her because it kind of became really single-minded. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was greedy for greed's sake. Yes. Which I think really helped making this a sympathetic tale. Yes. Although he did do... And I think this is Sarah McLean's, like, feminist side coming out. He basically refused to use her money. He was like, I can't rely on you. I have to be the provider. Because she's obviously wealthy too. Yeah, she she has a nice dowry. So by marrying him, that could have been a really nice nest egg. And, and basically, so basically he will not marry her until he has got the dukedom back on track and he can support her in the manner to which she has always been accustomed. But of course, what that's meant was, as opposed to when they were children and his father was still alive, when they talk about being together someday, now they're not really talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's manifest by the first Christmas after his father dies. He does this amazing Christmas surprise for her. So romantic. And the second one, he basically forgets it's Christmas. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's, romantic. It's it's very romantic. This I think this was my favorite, too, because you really bought the characters together. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of chemistry. And between being able to flash back to the past and get them together in the present, there's enough sexiness. Yes. Yeah. Especially for a novella. Like, I don't need as much sex in a novella as I need in a novel. Yeah. But I don't need you to give me nothing. Yes. Mary yeah. Jo Putney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, the only thing, honestly, the only thing I didn't like about this book is that they were separated for 12 years. That is a long-ass time. I will give her props, though. Like, they were separated for so long because Jacqueline was traveling with an eccentric spinster aunt. Yeah. And just because we criticized it before, you don't get the impression she, like, exoticized her travels. No, but she didn't also go to India. Like, well, we don't really to... know everywhere she went. I'm just saying. We she, know she, she went to She easily could have made it about, like, how this trip changed her yeah. and she saw the natives and whatever. And it yeah. does not go there. Yeah. But, I don't know. 12 years is a really long time. It is. I mean, if you read Persuade... So, if you read Jane Austen's Second Chance Romance... <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> persuasion. The lovers are apart for seven years, which I think is a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly, I if my lovers are apart, I don't want them apart for like more than five years. This is my preference, personal preference. Twelve years is a long ass time. It is. I don't know. I kind of think it's all arbitrary. I mean, I gloss right over it because it just doesn't matter beyond establishing the age the characters are now. And I kind of like the longer gap just because I think it really establishes the idea of I've tried to find something else out there and there wasn't it. Yeah. Like she basically realizes she's done traveling. She's seen as much as the world's went to. It's been 12 years. A good friend has proposed and said, like, you want to settle down? We'll do this. Yeah. And she's at the point where she's like, yeah, I guess I do want to settle down, but not with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't know that I'd buy 
a 23-year-old coming to that same moment of clarity. Which, once again, it doesn't really matter because I just gloss right over it. Yeah. I I just, I just don't, just for me personally, over a decade apart is a really, really long time. Yeah. I couldn't get over it. This is angsty, though. It is angsty, yeah. Because they're both really hurt in the present. He feels like she bailed on him. Which she did. And she feels like he cut her out of her life and was making decisions for them that didn't benefit her and didn't care. Which he did. So it's there's a lot of, like, grief to work through. Yeah. And in a novella, that does sometimes get a little bit overwhelming. And props to Sarah McLean. When the past is angsty, the present is a little less angsty. And when the present is angsty, she gives you good moments in the past to sort of break up. Yeah. But I could have done with a little less... A little less angst? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, one, sorry, just one more a Christmas Carol, one more Scrooge reference. Yeah. He's got this secretary who has, you know, this really nice home life. He's obviously like not a horrible Scrooge to his secretary. And they're obviously good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, his secretary doesn't have a, you know, son who's. His secretary is very well paid. Yes, yes. Um, but he, his secretary keeps inviting him over for Christmas dinner, and he keeps, like, saying, no, no, I don't want to do it. I hate Christmas. Christmas but he goes every year. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's cute. But he, he does hate Christmas because she left him on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not hating Christmas because he's losing a day of pay or, or whatever. Actually, he has a tradition. So he's a total teetotaler. Yes. Except on Christmas Eve, he gets, like, lit every year. Which is why when he sees her in his kitchen for the first time, because she sneaks into his house through the dun-dun-dun secret Secret passageway connecting their libraries, he thinks, oh God, is this a ghost? Because I'm hallucinating about the woman who causes me to drink myself almost to death every year. Yeah. Guys, it took me way too long to figure out this was a Christmas carol. (laughs) And I can't... Like, it might have taken me just as long. I'll never know because you told me. It took me so long. It took me until I was like, what the heck is this name? To be like, oh, dum-dum. You're so silly. <laughs> but anyway, they used to, like, meet in the passage, and she used to run through the passage, and he would yeah. meet her on the other side of the passage, and she doesn't like storms, so they have to cuddle through them. And yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot yeah. that is very worth holding on yeah. to. I was a little mad at her for, like, bailing rather than talking to him yeah i mean but she did talk to him she kept trying to talk to him and he just wouldn't listen to her yeah and i think that might have just been a weakness of the christmas only vignette yeah yes i think you're right that like ultimately that is what she would have done i didn't want it to be different i think i just needed to be a little less angsty i want a little more yeah cool we were the people we were then who are we now yeah yeah i agree i agree did did anything offend you about this book I don't think so. Yeah, I wasn't offended. I was just annoyed at the 12 years, but it's not offensive. No. Yeah, I definitely... I like the meddling aunt. Yes. I liked that he wasn't a bad person. Yes. I liked that they, like... It was sexy throughout. This is actually one of... And I like Sarah McLean's characters. I always do. I think her premises are fun. Mm -hmm. And I think the novella aspect, like, it kept it all really concise in a way I really enjoyed. I'd read this again. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. And then we already talked about it. Sexiness... This book is sexy. And I mean, four out of, mm, five out of five candy canes. I'm going to leave my second five out of five. His Christmas gift to her. 
Yeah, top notch, top notch Christmas. And the fact that the whole thing gets reconciled on Christmas Day, planning yeah. Christmas dinner, and and like, it's it's a white Christmas. It snows for Christmas. Yeah. They get, they, it is. I'm gonna give my second five out of five. Okay. Yeah, it was it was good. Definitely the best of this anthology, and this anthology was way better than Seduction on a Snowy Night. Yes. I'm just thinking through them all. Yeah. I enjoyed this one more collectively. Yeah. For sure. I mean, this one had more of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Maybe we just don't like abduction. Maybe. 